Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train coming, it's rolling around the bend. And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. I'm stuck in Folsom Prison, and time keeps dragging on. But that train keeps a rolling on down to San Antonio. What's up, beer drinkers? How y'all doing this week? As you can see, I am guest host Johnny Cash. No, I had a, I have a cold. I had a cold. I'm getting over it. Um, I had so much planned uh, this earlier this week that was waylaid by my chest cold. Um, I uh, it was Monday and I was like, fuck, I'm starting to feel like I'm coming down with something. I have uh, two of those, well, I guess two pairs of COVID tests here at home and I took the test i don't know if y'all ever taken this first time i ever tried taking the uh the self you know the at home covid test and you know they they give you the instructions they tell you to wait like 15 minutes not a second you know before man those 15 seconds <laughs> were pretty or 15 minutes excuse me were uh were pretty nerve-wracking you know uh so i'm glad when i saw that it was uh clear and so I'm like okay well then i kept you know monitoring myself that day and no fever so it's just a chest cold but yeah it's uh it's there man it's it's hitting me on my chest <laughs> it's sitting down so i just when i started talking right now i was like oh this is funny i gotta do something for this so that's uh why i did the little johnny cash bit for y'all but we i got a, we got a great show for you this week we uh drink some great beers and tell some great stories have a good beer list i had the uh last week off and so i actually went up to the grand canyon check that out for the first time it's eh, a pretty good canyon uh might have been my first canyon i've ever seen i haven't want to go back when i have more time and when i'm with someone i was with by myself so i think maybe being there with some with somebody else uh might make the uh experience a little bit more um memorable and uh anyway so and, and next time if i go and excuse me if i go in december again then i will um bring a, a like a, a ski cap or something <laughs> a little beanie because man the wind uh the wind got to me all right so as the music fades out i want to remind y'all to follow us on instagram and untap search cold brew podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back so without further ado it's time for another cold brew Coming at you pre-recorded from Cold Brew Studios. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we're here to talk about beer. Yes, beer. How you doing this week, man? Uh, not a bad week. Rainy, rainy over here. You know, it's actually rainy over here too, man. I wonder if it's part of the uh -huh. same storm or two different storms, because uh, it's been raining. It, it ruined our Saturday because we were supposed to have a uh, surprise. The city I live in has their Christmas party in on the first weekend of December, and they uh, they shut down the streets over by the um, the stadium where the Rangers and the Royals uh, play their spring training games. And they put a Christmas tree up. They have a band. The mayor comes out, has a speech, and then they do the the tree lighting. A, a couple years ago, they had uh, some um, some people from the Air Force, you know, jump out of a plane, you know, and with the with the sparklers on their heels as they come down. You know, they they make a big old deal, but it was raining, so I was like, why the fuck are we gonna go to that? <laughs> but anyway. So it kind of sucks in that aspect. How about you? Do you guys have any big plans, but then had to stay in? No, not really. We still moved about in the rain, but not really going outside much with uh, with our daughters. Yeah. Do, do, does uh, your older daughter she like splashing in puddles yet, or is that still not? Oh yeah, because 
Yeah. Because my wife got her the, the little kid rain boots. So she's all about her <laughs> Hello Kitty or Elsa or what'd she get? No, they're just like pink with umbrellas on them. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. It's a, it's, it's a, I guess a rain theme. Yeah. The thing is, um, you know, you know this because uh, when the kids are little, you buy stuff a little too big. So these are a little too big. So um, when she wears them and it's not raining, she'll like kick them off and she thinks like a huge novelty. <laughs> Dude, my daughter still does that. <laughs> She's 11. <laughs> she loves when she can kick her shoes off. <laughs> so that that one never this the, Yeah, this is the first pair that she could really kick off. Oh, and, and she's actually probably physically like able to do it, right? Without falling over. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, that's so cute, man. Oh, that's cool. Precious moments. But then uh, until it goes flying it, and hits the TV and you're like, oh, wait, hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> All right, let's get into beer, shall we? Sure. All right, today I have in front of me from our good friends over at Richter Aleworks. I uh, stopped by the other day as I was driving back from the Grand Canyon, but I'll talk about that later. I have their cold IPA called the <coughs> Blasphemy, and Blasphemy is spelled with an I. And I'll get to the name in a little bit why it's spelled with an I instead of a Y. There is an actual reason behind that. Um, it's a cold IPA. It's 5.4% alcohol by volume with an IBU rating of 40. And I got a crowler of it on December 1st, 2022. It was still fresh. So uh, without further ado, pop off. What do you got? I got um, Three Monkeys Brewing mm. out of Madera, California. Monkey mouth stout. <laughs> okay, monkey mouth. It's pretty cool. It's got that uh, that baboon, you know, with like the blue snout. Like, yeah, yeah, super colorful baboon. I don't know which which one yeah. that is, but yeah. Is that the, the macaque or the mandrel or something? Oh yeah, it might be the mandrel. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like screaming on it with the fangs, like, like that. So this is an American sweet stout. Um, is coming in. At Seven percent. I'm not sure. If, yeah, yeah. The cam at the website. Mm-hmm. Um, it's malt varieties are North American Tubro special malts, uh, a specialty malt. It's, okay, malt varieties North American Tubro, comma specialty malt. Uh, bitterness IBU is six point. I'm sorry, sixty five. SRM is. Uh, 38.7, the original gravity, uh, Sturis, Plato, 15, uh, 15.37. Mm-hmm. All right, Monkey Mouth Stout. This, this stout is a true American original with an Irish sweet stout influence. A Monkey Mouth Stout is absolutely amazing, bringing forward the sweet notes of chocolate, caramel, roasted barley, other specialty malts that are absolutely delicious. We brew using a blend of two-row and dark roasted dominant malts, which, which is dark in nature, roasting chocolate character, creating incredible taste, flavor, and here. Very nice. So, yeah, real quick, the mandrel is a large old-world monkey native to West Central Africa. It's one of the most colorful mammals in the world with a red and blue skin on its face and posterior. And it doesn't have it here, but... Uh, Around its mane, around its neck, it's like white with some gold furs, usually. And of course, Ooh, like, I wonder if they're gonna make the monkey butt stout. <laughs> <laughs> Just as colorful, right? Right. Or monkey neck and make it like the a golden stout. <laughs> they could be all sorts of different stouts, a bunch, bunch of monkey stouts. But yeah, the mandrel is one of the coolest looking monkeys out there. Yeah. Also, it's very, a baboon, right? You said the baboon. It just said old world monkey. It might be classified as a bamboo, but um, this one's a. It just says old world monkey on this write up. Uh, let's see here. Oh, uh, back to my beard. This cold IPA blasphemy. Hey. Yeah. Was it Rafiki about uh, a baboon? 
I think you're right. Yeah, I'm not a uh, as much as up on the the Lion King as others, but I I believe you're right. All right, so this blasphemy cold IPA, I found a little small write up on it. Um, inspired by the Hemi powered '55 Chevy Gasser, built by Mike Finnegan of Roadkill. This beer is a mashup of lager and IPA, roaring into crisp bitterness, a malty sweetness and fruity notes. This IPA screams badass. So for those of you who are not familiar with the show Roadkill and Mike Finnegan, he took a 55 Chevy and put a Hemi in it. And so for those of you still unfamiliar, a Hemi is a Dodge engine. So he put a Dodge engine into a Chevy 55, a 55, 1955 Chevy. So. That's why it's called blasphemy. And that's why it's spelled with an I. So the end of the word, you know, H-E-M-I, Hemi, a Hemi engine. Um, and uh, for those, also for those of you who aren't familiar, the, the piston heads are usually like shaped like a like a can, like a soup can um, inside the engine block. But a Hemi's got a, a rounded end, like a hemisphere at the end of the block or at the end of the tomato can, um, if you will. So... That's why it's called the Hemi engine. But anyway, it's really good. I mean, it, it's it's clean and crisp, just like a cold IPA is supposed to be. Little citrus uh, notes to it, and I think that's that's the thing about these cold IPAs. Usually, you know, like you get like the um, it, it's got like a crispness to it. Like a lot of IPAs are dank and heavy, and of course bitter. And high, hazy IPAs are soft and and smooth and everything and this cold ipa is is crisp like a like a crispy boy you know <laughs> like a lager is with the with a lot of the hop flavor to it uh without it still has bitterness but not a lot of the bitterness like uh, you expect from a west coast style ipa and it's clear it's not a, a hazy style ipa definitely more of, and it's usually a lighter body like a, a straw type color which this very much is very good Right now, my early uh, my early rating eh, about a four, four two five around there. See uh, see how this uh, endures throughout the show when we rate it later. So, how's your beer? How's your uh, how's your monkey mouth treating you? Um, well, first of all, I'm just looking at my beer. It's um, pretty dark, mm-hmm. um, like you would expect this to be. Um, you know. Forgive me for being rude, I just felt like but um I really can't see it too much because I'm kind of in the dark myself. <laughs> because I I'm uh I have my uh my co host with uh with me. Mm. He's asleep on the couch. Gestos. Yes. <laughs> Our auditor. He's making sure we don't uh screw around too much. Yes, uh what you call it? An observer. <laughs> right. So, but um, it's, a so yeah, the, the kind of, it's a stout. It's a stout, though. Yeah, Come the on. room's kind of dark. Yeah, but it, yeah, the fact that it's a stout, yeah, I'm not expecting anything special. But it, it does got this sweetness. And uh, I put my finger on the actual notes I'm getting. It's a little cold. I'm sure it'll open up. But it, it's nice. It's got actually like a little, little bitter coffee finish. Hmm. A little roast finish. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that that that's because that IBU number to me that that uh that was kind of a uh, huh. let me uh put put that to be mindful on my radar. Like, is this really got some some you know some hop kick to it, or is it like a roastiness to it? And it, it, it's got that roastiness, right? A little a little bitter. Very nice. All right, so we will rate these later. And plus, you know, yours is going to change a lot more than mine because as it warms up, it's going to open up a little bit more. So you'll be able to get a lot more of those notes. But in what, you know, in what percentage for each? So that I think that's the, the fun part of stouts as they warm up. And we will rate these later during our untapped portion of the show. So search us for us on untapped, search Cold Brew Podcast and friend us and we'll friend you back. But right now... It is time for the beer news. All right. So the first 
story I have. And you might get kind of mad because uh, it's kind of a list story. <laughs> but it's not really a list story. I mean, I, I want to go through and kind of want to make fun of this. It's from Punch. That's the uh, the news source. It's called Punch. I never even heard of Punch before until now. I'm not saying they're not credible um, or that they don't good, do good stuff. But this is the first time I've seen it. And they want to give us a uh, new vocabulary in craft beer. Now, new for some people, but not new for us. Let's just say, like, I went I went through this list. I'm like, really? <laughs> These have been around for years. But I just think it'd be fun just to go through it and kind of make fun. And then uh, um, also acknowledge the uh, the word. So aged is the first word on the list. Aged. So is, this covers... Like <laughs> Beachwood aged, yes. <laughs> right? Um, so this covers a range of flavors and aromas perceived in an older beer. It is usually as positive connotation pertaining to the way stouts and higher ABV dark beers can develop sherry-like vinous and wild or mixed fermentation ales can develop more funky tartness and also speak of range of aromas produced via barrel aged like vanilla and caramel. Well, they forgot oak. They forget beechwood. They forget they 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 leave out a lot of stuff. Maybe they're trying to be uh, succinct. But anyway, age. The next one is crisp um, or crispy, containing juicy and hazy, crispy or crispy. Commonly refers to lagers. It could also be a noun. Um, the next one is dank. That one's been around for fucking ever, dude. I don't know how that's a new word. Right. Crisp, crispy, like crispy boys. That's relatively new. That that's I think that's popped up what like the last three or four years maybe. Um, definitely a lot, lot more common. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, these days than I'd say when we first started. Right. Like this show are really getting what's up here. Right. Exactly. But I'm not saying it didn't exist, but maybe it was like a regional thing for a while. Yeah, it's gained popularity in the last couple of years. So. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good one to be on this list. But Dank, come on. That's been around forever. Um, Next is Funky. That's been around for a long time as well. And they're talking about Funky as like mixed fermentation beers, saisons, you know, like the whole barnyard, you know, hay, um, band-aid type flavors that people describe. Hazy. That's, That's relatively new. That's only been developed what in the last like six, seven years. As far as craft beer goes, that's relatively new. <laughs> okay, this is the one I laughed at. Like I laughed out loud by myself in my, in my house as I was reading this. Here's this next one, Hoppy. <laughs> oh, that one's so it's so dumb. And then this one's not really a, a word. It's more of a phrase. I IBUs versus perceived bitterness, like we talked about. You know. Um, a lot of people perceive bitterness, even though there's, it's not there or the IBU rating is low. It still feels like it's super bitter, uh, juicy. There's a milkshake, roasty, smoky. And then there's the off flavor verbiage like butterscotch or popcorn. Um, that's a, uh, off flavor, cheesy cooked cabbage or cream corn. I haven't heard, heard, heard of cooked cabbage. I've heard of cream corn before. That's another off flavor. Uh, green apple, I've heard that. Or Jolly Rancher, because a lot of people associate green apple with Jolly Rancher. Uh, rotten eggs, I've heard of that one. Wet cardboard um, or paper, I've heard of that one. That's uh, for oxidation. So, and then there's uh, also packaging, the, you know, the uh, like crowler and growler, long necks and all. So, this is, that was just more talking about describing beers, because you and I are, you know, we're not the we don't have the biggest vocabulary when it comes to describing beers. You know, we're not as sophisticated of a palate as, as say like an Van Cicerone or anything. But I think we use some of these it words. Just like and, that one you like, only better. <laughs> there you go. So anyway, they they get into the vessels and everything. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole things or, or like they talk about dry hopped and fresh top. These are for like really new people, like novices. Um, I just thought it was funny the. Uh, some of the the words they use to describe beer um right but anyway. yeah exactly 
All right, and moving right along, just one more story I have. Um, this is about BrewDog. As you know, they are going to open a new rooftop bar in Las Vegas. They are above where Target is. And what's that other thing? Olive Garden right there. So just search for, you know, Olive Garden on the strip. They're on the rooftop of the Olive Garden. But that's not what I want to talk about, that they're opening their their bar really soon. Or it's already open. But just one day before the controversial beer brand BrewDog opens his first Las Vegas location on a rooftop on the Strip. The Guardian, you know, the uh, the media outlet in the UK, they reported that BrewDog lost its status as a B Corp. You know what a, a B Corp is? You know what that means? <laughs> yeah, they're a bunch of bees. No, B Corp certification here. I have the definition right here from bcorp.net. Uh, B Corp certification is a designation that a business is meeting high standards of verified performance, accountability, and transparency on factors from employee benefits and charitable giving to supply chain practices and input materials. So I think the, the big thing about this one is the uh, the high standards of uh, accountability um, because of all the controversies that have befallen BrewDog. In 2017, the multi-million dollar company threatened legal action against a family-owned bar to prevent it from using the name Lone Wolf. A spirit distilled by BrewDog of the same name last March, a former location of Indianapolis. This is the one. A former location in Indianapolis was accused of discrimination after the mass firing of women and LGBTQ staff members. And most recently, the company was accused of violating United States distribution laws between 2016 and 17 when BrewDog allegedly shipped beer to its U.S. location with ingredients not approved by alcohol alcohol regulators in the United States. So it's been and much more like that. I think the Indianapolis one is the one where like the uh, the chef was like berating um, the servers and the managers didn't do anything to step in. And they, it was just like a very toxic environment in the uh, Indianapolis BrewDog Um restaurant slash you know bar so i think a lot of that has to do with why um they lost its b corp and this b corp thing you have to apply for it and you you get rated i think from 80 to 200 and if you fall below you lose out and it just means that you're not a uh, um your organizational culture is not up to snuff now let's see here news of BrewDog's loss in status comes on the eve of the debut of its 30,000 square foot bar above the Showcase Mall on Friday, December 2nd, and follows on the heels of other recent controversies. Like in November, the self-described craft and punk beer maker came under the fire for launching an advertising campaign billed as an anti-sponsorship of the World Cup in Qatar, in which it highlighted Qatar's poor human rights records. I wouldn't call that a controversy. I would call that, you know, capitalizing, um, capitalizing on, um, you know, especially in the Euro- in Europe. Maybe not here in the U.S., but in Europe, the whole FIFA and Qatar thing is fucking huge. I know, like Germany's is a hundred percent against it. France, there's a bunch of different companies that are really pissed off that FIFA went into Qatar. So I don't think that's a controversy at all. I mean. If anything, it's it's it helps it it, it helps BrewDog's uh, status. What do you think about that? Let's see. Uh, but like this, uh, this trend of, of having a bad reputation as a business is growing with them. Mm-hmm. However, they're they're not in my area, so it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. I mean, I know a few other options are available. However, um, you know, it's it's not like a steady uh, supply coming as far as I know. Right. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to be a fan. Put it that way. Yeah, but I, I, I was just wondering about how you. I mean, uh, all their controversies, and this article is saying that one of their controversies was actually taking a stand against uh, um, a country who has utilized slave labor and unhealthy labor practices. I I wouldn't call that a controversy. I'd actually call that something that's in favor of their business culture. I see that. Yeah. So if anything, that helps. I mean, me. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what? Well, and then too, I mean, 
Qatar is not a fan of beer, so I guess beer is not a fan of Qatar too. <laughs> exactly. That, that's my point. That helps them. That that should reinstate their their corp B status. <laughs> but yeah, you're you're right. I mean, like out of sight, out of mind. Like all all we know about Brewdog is by all the bullshit that comes through, you know, on on our news feeds and well, before all even all the the bullshit that came through. Um, I'm not saying that any of the news is bullshit or fake news. All I'm just saying is like they've been doing some shit and they gotta fucking be accountable for it. But before that, I mean, all we knew is that what was that show that they used to have where they went around the world and brewed different beers in different parts using the you know local local ingredients. What was the name of that show? Yeah, Brewdog. Oh, it's just called Brewdog. Okay, I, I wasn't sure if, if no, it was a different it's name. Brewdog. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, I just wanted to say they they lost their their B Corp. They could bring it back, you know. Just they got to write their culture. I I think I said before when we talked about the Indianapolis um, incident that I think they just grew too big, too fast, and they just can't put their their culture. They they can't no. They don't know how to instill their culture uh, globally. And you know, hopefully they can. I mean, I I would like to see them succeed just because. I mean, it, it it's it's beer, right? And, you know, I just kind of want them to be, uh, I don't know. And maybe because I, I just want to try their beer. <laughs> maybe I'm being fucking selfish. But, you know, if they don't, though, if they don't, eh, you know, I'm still going to sleep well at night. I'm still going to, you know, um, live my life and, and not be, uh, um, it's not going to ruin my life. You know what I mean? No, I get you. Yeah. All right. That's all I have in the beer news this week. So do you know what that means? it is time for my favorite port part (laughs) it's time for my favorite part of the show that's right it's time for the cold brew list as we proceed proceed to give you what you need let me ask you this Hmm. with the season changing around the corner and what what uh what beers are going to be sipping on this winter? Ooh, yeah, like some winter lagers and some Christmas ales. And I definitely do want to try the uh, this year's edition of the Anchors. Uh, was it uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year? Oh, yeah. Classic. Yeah, I want to check that one. Very out, so. classic. Yep. Why you ask? Well, I have a list of the best craft beers for winter. 2022 rent. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So there's eight beers on this list. Number eight, Samuel Adams Winter Lager. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've, I've had that one. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah, we had it. We had it for last tailgate. Very good. Nice, light, crisp. With a little, I wouldn't call it spice, but it, there's a little uh, uh, body to it. Definitely. Um, but moving on from Hopworks, the Abominable. Oh, shit. I like the name. Yes, it's their winter ale. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Oh, well, mm-hmm. I like this. Well, from Full Sail. Hey, what happened to Full Sail? They're from, they're still out of Oregon, right? I or did so. they get bought? Oh, because I remember we used to get them, but not anymore. <laughs> All right, but but um, what'd you call? Oh, I like the, it's a double double IPA. It's called Wreck the Halls. <laughs> like wreck, like a pallet wrecker. I get. Oh, well, I don't know. I just like maybe get drunk and tear shit up. <laughs> yeah, ruin, ruin Christmas for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Full sale. They're they're. Still uh, doing it out of Hood River, Oregon. Mm. All right. Well, good for them. Yep. Um, Daniel Smith, Winter Welcome. That's a a holiday or time staple. Yep. That's a a UK beer, right? Samuel Smith, memory serves? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was, you know, before she died, it was the Queen's favorite. (laughs) Okay. Uh, number four is this, uh, the shoots Jubilee. 
Oh yeah, that, I like that one. I do like that one too. Sure. Right, rounding off this list, number three, Anderson Valley's Winter Solstice. Solstice. Oh, okay. Shit, I haven't had that one in years. And then um, number two, here in Nevada's Celebration, the Fresh Hop IPA. That one's a, a California staple too. Oh yeah, I mean, and we had it on the show. That's how much I love that one. And yeah, number one, Anchor Christmas Day. Oh, are you serious? The Merry Christmas, Happy New yep. Year. Yep. Oh, sweet. Very good. Well, I mean, it's owned by by the Japanese firm now, so maybe it's available in a lot more places than it used to be. Awesome. You know, um, I was saying uh, our timestamp. Uh, it's what Saturday the third. I um, I what you called? I got some beer for the for the game tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And that, that, the holiday ale by Dubaldu. Oh, the new, I haven't I haven't seen that one. All right, I gotta check it out. Because you know they're so innovative with their uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right on, man. All right. Great list. Thank you for the list. Always love um, your lists. How's your beer treating you? Good. Still working on it. Open it up a little bit. And it's, yeah. um, this is like, um, unless I miss something, this is very, very cockyish. Really? With that roasty bitterness and hmm. sweetness. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, we are going to. It's very. Yeah. It's very light on the on the mouth palate, though. You know, for for me, when I when I have like a coffee beer, I, I uh, expect something a little bit more heavier. Hmm. Not not that it has to be crazy heavy. Just lean on that one. Just right. lean light. No, I get that. All right, so we're gonna rate our beers right now on Untapped. So whip them out and search Cold Brew Ooh. Podcast on Untapped, so you can see what or yeah, you can see what we rate our beers. And which beers we are we're gonna have on the next show, so you could drink along. Isn't that the? Isn't that what we want? People to be drinking along, except for if you're driving. We don't condone that. But if you do it, put it in the red paper, uh, red solo cup. All right. Uh, so you you had by it was I know it was monkeys some three monkeys. No, 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 not the drying. But if that works, that's when you put it in the. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, you speak. Sounds like you speak from experience. Man. Ooh, that'd be fun. Do we still have Twitter? Yeah, we do have Twitter still. I don't yeah, I don't um, know what check mark or we Instagram. have. <laughs> People should send us uh <laughs> pictures of them drinking beer at work. Oh yeah, how do you how do you drink beer at work? Can you just use drink from a can or do you have to put it in a uh what are the a hydro flask? You know, you're brown bagging it. <laughs> brown bagging it with the straw. <laughs> you ghetto motherfuckers out there! All right, um, are you are you Starbucks stealth? <laughs> <laughs> right, or one of those? Uh, uh, what are they, the the bomber IPA jackets or bomber jackets or uh, what's that other one like that looks like a a Coke can? The sleeves you put on them. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Um. It's like a like a like a um a silicone koozie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a silicone cover for the for the can for a twelve ounce can. <laughs> All right, so you had I, I remember it was three monkeys. What was it called? Monkey mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah, hey, I remember this time. Monkey mouth. There it is. Monkey mouth stout by three monkeys brewing. Um ooh, we have one of our friends uh rated it um i'll tell you who it was after what would you like to rate this at all right we'll give it 375 oh, okay. they, they said it, they said it was a sweet stout and and i like i like the coffee bitterness but it. it kind of balances out yeah because it does have some sweetness and uh again light on the palate uh, for such a flavorful beer I'm digging it all right so light and flavorful is that what you want to say 
light and flavor also it has an overall rating of like 3.58 and our one friend who checked in on it was uh aztec 77 our, our buddy lt and he gave it a 375 too just like you did but he actually did. got me the oh okay wow nice i was gonna guess but i didn't want to steal your uh steal your line nah, nah, nah. I, I don't care step all over my headlines i don't care You know what, right now, they, they, you know, it came up, you know, like when, when you, uh, use an app, sometimes they'll say, Hey, are you enjoying this app? Uh, and, and for some reason I was just like, I, I just want to get out of it. I, I said, no. And then they said, Oh, would you like to, um, leave us some helpful, uh, I'm like, oops. Cause I, I mean, I do enjoy this app. So I, I, I pressed the wrong button. I feel bad now. Yeah. You should say, uh, make it free. <laughs> oh yeah, make the yeah, give it to us free. Give it. Hey, we're a podcast, you know. We have dozens of listeners. Um all right, uh let me let me continue. Um look up that blasphemy. Tupac, don't start that blasphemy in here. I am going to I am going to give this a 425. I really like this. I really like this cold IPA style, man. It, I'm digging it. Maybe it's cuz it's so so much different than the hazies. Um and it's not as danky as the dankies. So I, I I really love this cold IPA style. Um, I haven't had a bad one yet. I'm sure the more that people do it, there's going to be some bad ones out there or ones that just don't don't hit as well. So um, I really like this. I'm going to give it a four two five. None of our friends have rated it right now. It has an overall rating of four point zero six. Um, just uh, it it really it only has seventeen check-ins right now on Untapped. That's because uh, you know Brandon. Um, owner and head brewer of Richter Ales. He he's not part of the guild anymore. He doesn't distribute. He does, it's you have to come to his place. But he man, he's got some great fucking beers there. And for the first time when I went in there, every single one of his taps uh was a Richter beer. Cuz when I first went in there like, you know, like when I first moved in here, maybe like the first 3 or 4 were just his beers and he had guest taps. And he had 16 taps on the wall. And they were mostly guest taps and then you know as the as time went on as the years rolled by um he started like in green he had like five beers that were his and six and then eight and then ten every single one of his taps are richter beers and they they run the gamut man he has you know ipas west coast he has hazies he's got this cold ipa now um he's got a really good uh esb one of the best esbs i've ever tried um, you know, whether it was, I've never been to England though, you know, so don't get me wrong, you know, out of there, you know, out there, the people listening like, oh, you should try so-and-so in the UK, never been to UK. So I can't really say, but here in the States, one of the best ESBs I've ever had. And yeah, he's got Saison's, he's got Stouts, he's got, he, he does it all, man. He, he does it really well. Um, but he's not part of the guild. You talk about a rebel, you talk about independent. He's like, fuck the guild. I don't need the guild. I'm doing well on my own. So I, I really got to give hats off to Brandon. I, this seems like a, like I'm throating him right now, but it just he's he's going against the grain and he's succeeding. So, you know, how could you not love a story like that? But this one's really good. Um, so, yeah, 425. I'm not going to give it a five. You know, I'm not going to throw him that much. So 425. <laughs> um, it is... Uh, Crispy, hoppy, and that's just crispy and hoppy. That's it. Save and check in. All right, man. Um, there's a couple things that I I, I kind of wanted to, to get into. Um, first off, uh, I went to the Grand Canyon for the first time. Woo! Look at me. But six and a half years later, finally get to the Grand Canyon when I when I moved to Arizona. <laughs> I drive up there. It takes three and a half hours to get there from where I live. Um, I get there and I first I stopped and gassed up, like right outside the park. Uh, I went to a Shell station, you know, just got gas. I, I just wanted to make sure, like, I didn't want to do it when I was leaving, you know, because I was I didn't know what it was going to be like to, to get out of there. Um, and then it why, cost. Why did you go? 
Just because I'd never been. I just went. I just went by myself. Drove up there by myself. Just just to do oh, something. Because I had the weekend. No, she's already been like three times. <laughs> yeah. I had the week off and I wanted to do something because everyone always asks, oh, what are you going to do in your week off? I'm like, I don't know. Just uh, go to breweries, go to tap rooms. Um, so I went up there uh, and $35 to get in. Um, you know, no big deal. It's, 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 you know, it, it is, uh, you know, quite a bit, but it's not a lot. It's not, you know, it's not going to break my bank. And hey, people pay more to see who. <laughs> Uh yeah, <laughs> shit. <laughs> a dollar at a time sometimes too. Uh, <laughs> um, it was cold though. It was cold. It was December. Um, I knew the temperature was gonna be cold, but what really kicked it was the the wind, and it was just relentless. And it's, I walked the rim, and I gotta say, man, I realize now why the Grand Canyon is the uh, um. As far as all the national parks, it has the most deaths because there's a rail, but the rail is only like three feet high. So it yeah. is, it is really easy. And plus, if you hike down some of the trails that there's some trails that you can actually hike down, um, all the way down to the floor and there's no rails on, on the, on the trails. So like when you go, it's like a real deal trail. You're on a cliff, you know, going down. So you know people try to lean over and get the best pictures like dude leaning over like a foot is not gonna change the angle of your picture that dramatically that you know what i mean it, it makes no sense why that's how why people a lot of people fall over is because they trying to leave lean over and try to get a quote better picture so it it makes no sense now i'm not afraid of heights so it's not like i i was afraid to get to the edge but man, you're way up there, man. It's pretty grand. I didn't have like a spiritual experience when I was there. But there's something about like, you know, you, you and I have been to uh, like Yosemite. And there's something like grand and awesome about seeing something like that. That really like kind of, I won't say put things in perspe perspective, but like yeah. it just makes you like more centered. You know what I mean? No, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, seeing uh, Half Dome Live from the Yosemite Valley is freaking unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. And it kind of, like, brings you back to, like, maybe, like, you know, you and I aren't, like, you know, mountain men or anything, but it just makes you feel more in tune with nature, you know, for a little bit anyway. So that's how I felt when I was at the Grand Canyon. I, I just felt, like, more a little bit more in tune with nature. You know what? The one thing that gave me goosebumps, though... It's out of the whole experience was when I was driving after I, I paid my, my fee to get in and, um, I was in a line of cars cause you know, like there's like four or five, um, stations to get in and you kind of all pay at the same. And then you're like in this line of cars, you know, going at the same time. Um, we, had, and we slowed down cause the front car slowed down, but there was like a, a, a herd of elk. Just laying uh, like in the forest, like along the road. There's like 10 or 12 uh, cows just laying there. I'm like, holy shit, I've never seen elk before. It was just kind of cool, you know? I would have loved to see them. They're pretty big, too, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, they are big, man. They're about as big as a horse, maybe even bigger. And I'd say they're bigger than horses, I think. On yeah. average, I don't know. But these are cows, so they're, and they were, I don't know, they look, they look young. And but so they, were, they, were, they were laying down, so I couldn't see like the, their total height. It'd have been cool to see uh, to have seen a bull though, but they were all cows, or maybe if there were many males, they were they were young and they didn't have any horns. But yeah, it was cool, man. And then when I drove back, I stopped in Williams, um, Arizona. There's actually a a, a drive-through bear park there called Arizona, and I heard it's pretty cool. But I, I didn't stop in there. I I stopped at I did stop at Historic Brewing Company. They have a restaurant there and and tap room, and I had a couple of their beers. I had a, uh, a West Coast style and a hazy style. The hazy had a lot of fruit in it, like uh, mango and papaya. And um, I had a burger. Man, their burger was so great. It was kind of like when you're eating it, like, you know, you, you bite into it. And then the juice runs down your hand to your palm and starts dripping off your wrist. It was those type. It was that type of burger, man. It was it was delicious. And you know what? They had one of the, the smallest uh, shooting galleries arcade shooting galleries that i've ever seen and it was funny man because they have uh 
one of the, the things, uh, you know, you put your quarter in, you have the rifle, and it, it just shoots light, you know, at the targets. And if you hit one, like a frog, like spits water. <laughs> so that was that was funny, man. I I, I, dug, I dug that place, man. It was good food, good beer, and then I drove back, and that's uh, on the way back. You know, I was thinking, like, man, I haven't stopped in and and uh, been to Richter in a while, so I stopped by Richter Ale Works in Peoria, and I knew Derek was gonna be there because he's usually the uh, um, he's the son of Brandon. He's usually the beer tender up, up front. Um, and then Brandon came out, so he and I uh, chopped it up for a little bit. I guess uh, his whole family had uh, had COVID during Thanksgiving, so their Thanksgiving was kind of ruined because of COVID. So that sucks. Yeah, that'll ruin better ruin Thanksgiving real quick. <laughs> right, exactly. But he said he's feeling better now. Even he he said he hadn't been drinking beer like in like like ten days, and he had one of his beers. He's like, man, this, this tastes weird. This tastes off to me right now. I'm like, ah, eh, you know. But he, he said it's coming back. His his palate's coming back though, at least. So it's not like it's oh, totally it's gone. Oh yeah, he's got off flavor. He's got like butter and green apple and everything. <laughs> Cardboard. So man, it was great. Like uh, you know, as far as my week off goes, that was like one my my one venture out and had a good time. I have one more thing. Is there anything you 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 want to talk about uh, this week? I know I I usually ask you like at the very end. I thought I maybe sandwich you this time. You you have anything you'd like to bring up? Yeah, let's talk about Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> Are we sure that was him on Alex on Infowars? I know, right? <laughs> he had the mask on. What a weirdo, man. I don't know how much you heard of it or whatnot, but it's like, where does he get this information from? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too when I was hearing him talk. Yeah, and uh, if the Nazis did invent highways, that means they invented traffic, right? You evil <laughs> bastard! That's a good joke. <laughs> he also said they invented microphones, and then someone on Reddit is like, "No, this guy invented this guy named James West. He's he shares your old last name. <laughs> he invented the microphone." Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's like we're gonna kill all these people but first let's do it loud <laughs> yeah check 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 <laughs> who invented the mic check uh he he's just he's 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 he, he's done man i think he's done yeah i don't i don't know if he, he has a road back i really don't man and it's a shame too because i really like his music yeah this is uh, uh... This is like one of the biggest downward spirals, you know, or the beginning of one of the biggest downward spirals you can see as far as at least, uh, you know, uh, popularity and acceptance and, and fandom, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, is uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, financially, he could probably still be right if he just shuts up now, but you're not going to see, uh, a lot, I, I don't know, I don't see any big projects or, or, or stuff coming for him as, as, the, as the face of it yeah I don't think anyone's gonna want to work with him unless they share his views and then they're very they're too extreme for any type of monetary gain there was uh, this reddit post speaking of reddit uh, his subreddit Kanye there's an actually subreddit of Kanye they <coughs> first they went to an all Taylor Swift post and now it's like a holocaust post holocaust remembers post so yeah they even his own reddit page uh, turned against him but what i wanted to say is someone posted on reddit on like uh, on one of his uh his rants that he did on infowars there was an old old meaning 13 years ago there was a comedy um duo these two women uh they called their their duo uh garfunkel and oats which is kind of funny you know like the the second banana of, of both of those squads and they did this. Uh, uh, they did this game with the audience. Who said it? Hitler or Kanye? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this is thirteen years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, so it was pretty fun. Like, well, the first few, like, uh, could have gone either way. But by the end, you, you kind of knew it was Kanye just because of the uh, um, the context uh, of the quotes. Like, there's no way Hitler would have known this or that. But 
Um, it was still a funny game, and you could probably do that now. Like even now, 13 years later, there's probably more shit he said that uh, that would make the game even more uh, challenging. <laughs> Fucking Kanye, man. And then he he, he gets that uh, Milo guy with to be his campaign manager, and the Fuentes dude to be an advisor. I'm like, man, you can't go more extreme than those two guys. And then he got hit. And then speaking of Kanye, he got banned from Twitter again. Did you see that the, the post uh, that got him banned from Twitter? Was the one with the, the Elon Musk shirtless? No, people say, are saying it's that. Even Elon came out and said it wasn't that. It was the because uh, that shit that's been on Reddit for a while. Like people don't let that that fucking shirtless shirtless pic die. But it no is the uh, um, it was a picture of a. Like it was a swastika and Star David like intertwined. Uh, no. oh, you haven't seen it here. I, I was also gonna say. Go ahead. I heard the. Uh, well, one of the last tweets he said he like said that Chris Paul hooked up with Kim. Oh really? I let yeah. No, like, he also tweeted something. I sent you the picture of the uh, of his tweet. It was a screen screen cap of his tweet. So and he took a picture of his computer. With the uh, the Swastika Star David sign, I also saw his uh, um, another one of his t- uh, tweets where he was saying like uh, pornography is the reason um, that the downfall of society or some shit like that. Uh, not a religion. <laughs> oh, uh, one of his tweets. Here we go. Uh, here, I just sent it to you right now. I, I took a screen cap of, uh, it was a Reddit feed, but, and they made fun of his tweet, but he said, uh, uh, the use of porn destroyed my family, but Jesus will heal everything, uh, remove any and all forms of pornography from Twitter and every form, every platform. Pornography is the product of pedophilia. When grown men look at porn, they are watching someone's daughter relive trauma for money. Um, dude, someone who's that against porn, like, Why'd you marry someone who put out a, a sex tape? Yeah, he even has that lyric. My my girl made all her success from a home movie or something, right? Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. And then he started his own school. <laughs> he started his own school, man. And he right, says he doesn't... Got this, it got, like, decertified or something like that, too. Yeah, and he, he even come out and came out and said he doesn't read books. I'm like, man... I started reading books. I started reading the, that that um, Goose Island book that came out a few years ago that I started reading and I put down, but now I'm reading it again. And I realized like now I have to start reading more books, man. If I want to be more, sound more educated on the mic here, I got to start reading more books about beer. And so I've, I've dedicated, um, fuck the new year. I already started. Like I, I'm already started reading more books about beer. I was at, in Barnes and Nobles today and I, I went into the beer section, but there wasn't a book i wanted the michael jackson book and there was one other book i wanted i forgot who wrote it i remember um and i forgot the name but i know if i, I read the name it would uh there was a, a, some home bre- brewing books but i didn't want to get those because i didn't want to read about that i wanted to read about more about um like beer tasting and stuff like that now i'm going to read reread uh the mosher book that i have so yeah i gotta start reading more because that that's 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 where a lot of uh, information comes in knowledge, just reading, man. Right? Um, that's why I think I like a lot of documentaries yeah. now. Read some books. What was the last book you read? Oh, geez. Hey, I couldn't tell you. Was it some about a uh, good night moon? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> I read a. Uh, I read a. Uh, uh, like finding pictures, finding Nemo book. <laughs> there you go. But you know, and, and I was thinking too, like it would set a good example for my daughter if I started reading more books. I mean, she reads a lot of books. She reads more books than me, but that's because she has to read for school. So, yeah. I now, mean, you know, I think yeah. the last book I read, because I, I read all the Game of Thrones books. Right. I re listened to them audibly, uh, you know, pick up more stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I I started, I never finished. I started reading it just in order to compare it. Which one? The but Hobbit? It didn't interest me. That we said. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah. Lord of the Rings? I went with the Hobbit because it that was actually like academic. Time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like 
like kids in school read that book. Is what I'm trying to say. They didn't read Lord of the. And yeah. this was way before the movie. Have you ever tried reading nonfiction, or does that not um, interest you at all? You know, I thought about that reading more. Um, I guess sports autobiographies and stuff like that. However, like I guess social media would ruin a lot of surprise for me. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, today is social media. But, like, say, like, you picked up a Muhammad Ali book, that that social media wouldn't ruin that for you. No, actually, it has. I've heard a lot of stuff about I heard a lot about Muhammad Ali, so I don't think anything in the book's going to surprise me. Okay, well, I just picked or, one figure. I, I didn't mean him specifically. No. I was just, I just picked a figure that first popped in my head. That's all. Hmm. All right, there, there's one more thing I, I do want to get to before we uh, sign off. So on the radio, I heard a, a, a song the other day. This was like a couple months ago, actually. And I've been kind of meaning to bring this up on the show. I just keep putting it off, putting it off. But I think today seems like a good day to do it. And I'm like, holy shit, that sounds like this one song. Like, the, the intro sounds like one song. And then when he gets to the verse, sounds like another song. I'm like, holy shit, this guy kind of did a mashup. But uh, this band did a mashup and then... Uh, but made it their own, and it also made me think of uh, like a lot of bands these days. Like, I'll you know, I'm gonna throw this out there like Bruno Mars and The Weeknd, their, their songs sound like retro, like you know, 60s, 70s, 80s songs, you know, RB and stuff like that. But they they put their own twist on it. Dua Lipa, I gotta say, Dua Lipa is fucking stealing, biting all of her shit. I know her lawyers probably do a great job of, of getting all, everything cleared, but almost every single one of her hit songs sounds like an old song. Um, but this one is just fucking, it, it, wasn't, even, it wasn't even a pop song. It's, it's, it's an alt-rock song. So I'm going to hold on. Let me make sure I, I have it hooked up because I, I got my ho- phone hooked up to the Bluetooth on this thing. Let me make sure this is on. Um, where is here we go? Uh, Dua Lipa, she's a she does that levitate song. Yeah, yeah, that's that that that's the one that sounds like uh, um I think it's shoot I, I think it's uh, oh you know what it's a uh, um the outcast song, but it's not even a, the the outcast song. It's like like a like the bridge or something like that. But yeah, that's her. All right, this song came out like in August. It debuted in August, and I'll, I'm gonna play it and then pause and then ask you like, what does this part of the song sound like? It's not the exact lyrics, but it sounds like a, another song. All right, you ready? What does that sound like? It sounds like that Beautiful People song? Yeah, that's what I thought too. I'm like, holy shit, that sounds like a lot like Beautiful. In fact, I didn't even know what they were saying until like I, I had to hold my phone up to the, to the speaker at work because I heard it at work. And I'm like, oh, they're saying the will of the people. This, and that's the name of the song, Will of the People by Muse. And so they're obviously using the, the beautiful people like, like the, the cadence, right, of the, that song? Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to play a little bit more of the song. When I get to the verse, tell me, you tell me what you think the verse, what song you think the verse sounds like, all right? Alright, what does that verse sound like to you? Summertime blues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? This is like well, beautiful people and summertime blues put together. <laughs> That's awesome. Isn't it? Isn't it? I thought that was awesome too, man. <laughs> I knew this was gonna be a good thing. By the time someone matched it. <laughs> Oh, 
Yeah, so that's it. I like Muse. I like Muse, uh, some of their songs, man. But yeah, that that's just kind of a blatant ripoff of beautiful people in summertime blues. <laughs> I'm so happy you fucking caught it, man. It's so great. Make this bit a little bit better. <laughs> all right, man. That's all I have for this week. So let's let's get out of here. Good, man. Thank you for downloading yet again another Cold Brew Podcast. I am Greg. He is Sorcerer Chromatic, and we'd like to wish you cheers. Until next. No dice, son, you gotta work late. Sometimes I wonder what I'm gonna do, but there ain't no cure for the summertime. Blues.